for a summer series, we're, we're calling it uh, the summer practice. And what we want to do is we want to, over the next three months, engage in three practices, one per month, that will um, help us grow closer to God, closer to each other. Um, one of the main goals of, uh, that we want to do on Sundays is to be reminded that what we are invited into is way more than a Sunday thing. So we want to um, equip and inspire one another to connect with God Monday through Saturday just as much as we do on a Sunday morning when we have this time set aside. And so as we, um, as we walk through the summer, you're going to have specific ways that you can choose to engage. This is going to be a lot more interactive this summer. Uh, today is going to be a little bit more me communicating than what we will have in future weeks. We will have groups of people talking. You'll have opportunities to discuss. We'll be doing some things together. Um, but ultimately, our goal is to do some things on Sunday that help us connect with God throughout the week. And just as with any relationship, um, the more you can connect throughout the week, the more it makes those times special when you do have that set-aside time, such as a, a Sunday. So, um, so that's what we have going. And for today and the month of June, our, our focus is going to be on training ourselves to be present to God in, in planned moments so that we can be present to God in the most random of moments. So we, we had some time this morning already to ask ourselves the question, are we here yet? And so we, we want to, each Sunday in the month of June, ask that question, are we here yet? But we want to do that in a way that trains us so that we can be here wherever we are throughout the week. No matter what your week throws at you, can you imagine being fully present and aware and at peace because you know God is in your midst? We believe that God is everywhere and not just kind of some ethereal air kind of he in his person is with us at all times. And so we want to be present to that. We want to be aware that he is there and to let that awareness change who we are and how we respond to all of life around us. So that's going to be our, our main theme for this month as, as presence. For July and August, we have other spiritual practices that we'll engage in. Um, so I want us to talk about what do, what do we mean by being present to God? And um, sometimes a, one way to think about being present or be, to think of a definition is to think of its opposite. And so um, I want us to consider what would it be like to be absent to God or what is it like just to be absent in, in general? Um, maybe, uh, you know, when you hear the word absent, you may think of a student who is absent from school because he or she is sick. Um, you may think of something more like um, being in a conversation with a friend, but your mind is elsewhere, <laughs> kind of absent. Um, we hear the phrase an, like an absentee father who maybe resides in a house, um, but when he comes home from work, he's not fully present to his wife and his kids. So we want to be not absentee, we want to be present. We want to be fully committed and fully aware of God's presence in the day-to-day, -day, normal, mundane of life, in the great, exciting high points, and the deep, low points of life. And this 
can we just admit up front, this doesn't come natural to us. This is something that will require some effort on our part and some training. And so that's, um, uh, we'll talk about this in just a little bit, but um, we'll give you some practical ways to train yourself to be fully present to God in the day-to-day of your week. And we'll talk about those in just a moment. Um, it is, to me, um, let me give you an example of how challenging it can be sometimes to be present to God, even when we're doing something really spiritual, okay? Um, I can be up here talking, giving a sermon, whatever you want to call this. Um, I can be reading scripture, but in my head, I might have a thought that goes like this. The whole time I'm talking to you, I might have this thought going in my head. I wonder what these people think of me. Is anybody a little perturbed that I wore jeans with holes in them? Do they, do they, are they even paying attention to what I'm saying? Are they going to remember this tomorrow? Do they have any idea how, how little I know about what I'm doing? Has anybody heard thoughts like that? Yeah. That's an example of being absent, not being present. Being present would be um, maybe acknowledging, maybe people are paying attention, maybe they're not. Acknowledging uh, maybe they like me, maybe they don't. But being present is saying, regardless of what's going on in your head, what I see when I see you is someone that God loves. And I know that God is here right now. As best as I can, I'm going I'm to look at God, and I'm going to look at you, and I'm going to keep looking at God. I'm going to listen to God. I'm going to listen to you while I'm also listening to God. And for us to be fully present it, it, to, to one another, I believe that it begins with us learning to be fully present and okay with God. Jesus gave, gave us a great example of this. I think we can probably say that every Sunday. This Jesus guy gave us a great example, <laughs> okay? Um, let me read a few verses for you. Um, and this is just one. In Mark 1, verse 35, it says, Very early in the morning, roughly 10 o'clock in the morning. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Very very early in the morning, while it is still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. In other words, Jesus set aside time to be fully present to his Father. With the help of the Holy Spirit, that third member of the Trinity, he entered into this moment of being fully present to God. And what he gave us an example of is it's not just limited to those times. Um, our, the ultimate spiritual um, point in our journey is not when we are, um, we've figured out how to be present to God in, in those quiet moments. It's how we've managed to carry that presence with God with us into the crazy and the chaos of life. So here's just another example of how Jesus did that. Um, in Mark 10... Uh, beginning in verse 46, and just a few verses after that, uh, it says, Then they came to Jericho, 
as Jesus uh, and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. So that's kind of our context here. Um, they are, they're in the process of leaving. Now, when you're leaving somewhere, you're probably, your mind is where? where? Where you're headed to, okay? You got somewhere that you're going. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. Jesus was fully present to what the Holy Spirit was doing in that moment. He was fully present right there to a need of a man named Bartimaeus. And he calls him, and then he says to Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Even when he's on his way out of town, he's still fully present where he is. His mind hadn't already gone to that next place. And I believe that came about as a result of training. He learned to be fully present to his father in those quiet times. And then in those loud times when people are shouting for his attention, he was still able to hear that whisper of God's voice. This is the time to pause. This is the time to respond to this person. In um, one of his uh, more famous speeches, sermons, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, um, he instructs people, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? I believe that, that Jesus was attentive to nature around him and saw the lessons in that. And saw that this is a this is a teaching moment right here. And so in the in the card that you're going to receive in just a moment, these are practices that will help you become more fully present to God, more fully present to people when the crowd is going crazy, when your life is really loud, for you to be able to discern that God is saying, Don't focus on where you're leaving to right now. We should be fully present to this person who's vying for your attention. And then also, how can we just go for a walk in the neighborhood, a walk in nature and be fully present and to invite God into those moments to speak to us, to teach us, to change us. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask for two volunteers. One of them is, uh, is Jane, and I just need some, somebody else to come up here. The, you have to be able to stand, okay? You have to be able to stand, all right? So uh, we'll do the cards in just a moment. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, Mary Beth is going to kind of help us so we can stay in the Zoom shot here, but probably staying right here fairly close. All right. Dave, if you could stand right, stand right next to Jane. Okay. Is she, are they, are they all in the shot? Okay. This, uh, uh, this inflatable, inflated, um, inflated disc is used in rehab centers. Personal trainers use it. Um, there's a variety of ways to use it. 
and uh, basically it, it strengthens, ultimately it strengthens your core and uh, helps improve balance. And so the idea is to, uh, to stand on it and uh, while you're standing on it to do different exercises, although for most of us, just standing on it is the exercise, okay? Some people can stand on it and do squats. Some people can stand on it and uh, do arm exercises, things like that. And so, um, yeah, so I just, just with both of you just standing straight and tall, I want to see how you do. Wow, don't they do a great job of standing? Really impressive, really impressive. Um, has, have you stood on, have you both stood on concrete before? You have? It shows. It shows. I mean, you really, you've got it down. Way to go. Um, but I would like for Jane to stand on this. It's called uh, Exodisc. And then in small print, it says, have your insurance card ready. Um, that's, what it, that's what it says. Okay. Nice, pretty pretty good, huh? Okay, that's that's way more impressive than what you know. If you're not sure after the service, come up, sign a waiver, and uh, you can you can try it. Now, what I'd like for you to do is for both of you just to kind of look to the right and the left, to the right and the left. Oh, interesting. That's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dave, you seem to be pretty stable when you do it. Yeah, Jane, it's a, it's a little a little harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. All right, there you go. It's okay. No, I'm win. Back on. All right. Now, Dean, I want you to pick just one fixed point, maybe the corner of this tent. All right, and stay focused on that. Now, are you able to notice what difference it is already? Um, when um, when we take time intentionally to practice the presence of God. It is, it is a time that we set aside where we can kind of determine the ground that we stand on and how we focus. But the goal is to do it so regularly that we are able to, in times of disequilibrium, to still maintain our balance. To, to be able to stand strong. Um, before, the, before you all gathered here, Jane stood on this, and, and we have already seen like a huge difference just from the first few seconds you were on it to what you just did there. Big improvement. If, um, if Jane were to do this 30 minutes a day for the next month, I bet you would be able to do all kinds of like one leg balancing and something that's really hard. <laughs> something that's really hard is standing on it and then close your eyes. That's a whole nother kind of insurance re requirement. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really hard. And so, <laughs> so that just a real simple point that I want to make is we want, um, we engage in practices that train us for those times when we find life kind of throwing us off balance. You're going to encounter some type of disequilibrium this week, probably before the day is over. But we can train ourselves to where even in times of uncertainty, 
just the disequilibrium and the chaos of life that we're able to stand steady because we recognize the presence of God even in those moments. We're attentive to the presence of God. We're attentive to the presence of God in one another. We're attentive to the presence of God around us in nature. So these practices, and Dave, I'm going to have you um, begin to hand out the cards, and if a couple others want to help him with that. Thank you, Jane, for your example. And there's a reason why I had someone else do it instead of me. Uh, I'm a little um, higher center of gravity. It's not a, not a good thing. Uh, the, uh, my feet hang over the edges. That's what it is. Um, yeah. So uh, two important sides to this card. Um, you, some of you may recognize the beautiful artwork. It is a watercolor painting by our very own Kate Pepper. Thank you. And next week, we are going to be present to God through that actual painting and uh, through an exercise called Visio Divina. And uh, Kate and Dave are going to walk us through that exercise, and it'll be a way for us to encounter God by being present to him through that painting. So more on that next week. In fact, I think we'll have a bigger version of it here for next week. Awesome that we'll, we'll be able to look at. And, uh, and then on the, the side with the words on it, I'll direct your attention to that. Let me walk you through just a couple of things. Um, we are going to, for the month of June, we're going to practice presence. Just like practicing on this instability <laughs> piece here will help improve your stability, um, then we will engage in practices that will help us encounter God's presence regardless of what is going on in your life. Since I can't guarantee that every step you take is going to be on concrete, then let's train ourselves for those times when we're not sure what's going to happen so that we can still maintain uh, our posture, so to speak, in God's presence. So, so we have here four practices to increase our ability to be present to God, to others in the world around us. The first one is called a prayer of examine. And this is a way for you to pay attention to kind of in a way of review, for the most part, to look back over the like the last 24 hours and ask yourself a few questions. And you may um, just sit and, and ponder these answers to these questions. You may choose to journal. That may help you stay a little bit more focused. That's my preferred method. Um, what moment, conversation, or person um, brought gratitude to your heart in the last 24 hours? What things caused you to feel sad or ungrateful? Uh, when and where did you receive love, and when did you offer love? Again, just kind of thinking back to the last 24 hours. Uh, looking back over the past 24 hours, was there an opportunity to give or receive love that you may have missed? And then, looking ahead to the next 24 hours, what opportunities will you have to give and receive love? So this is just a way that we can train ourselves to be more present to what God is doing in our life, to recognize that he is the one that's bringing these opportunities before us, and for us to be 
present in the midst of those. Visio Divina, we'll talk a lot more about this next week, um, but uh, there's some, some questions there for you. Uh, it could be artwork, it could be um, the garden in your backyard, um, it, it could be uh, just an image on a billboard, something like that. Um, some questions for you to, to pause and to be still and um, to let those thoughts guide you into God's presence. Uh, nature, take a walk through your neighborhood on one of the many trails that we have here. Um, what captures your attention? What do you think God was thinking when he created whatever it was that captured your attention? And then the last one, sobre mesa. You remember that word from a few weeks ago? It's, uh, it's a Spanish for over the table. It's, it's kind of a, it's a cultural meaning of, hey, we're not just here for food. We're here to feed our souls just in each other's presence by being together. So um, the question here is, um, who could you invite to share a meal with you? And then the focus is less on the food and more on just being present to each other and for that to be an enriching activity. So these are the four for this month. You may want to pick one and just stick with it all month. You may want to dabble in all four. Um, just let your heart guide you. There's not a right or wrong way to do it. But again, if, if Jane were to take time, just five minutes even, a day, to stand on this instable object, but if she did that for 30 days straight, there would be a marked difference in her stability in that by the end of the month. And so our goal is just to see this as a means to an end. It's not so that you can be um, an, an awesome hiker <laughs> or necessarily. It is just so that by the end of the month, you're just going to be more aware of what God is doing in and around you. We want to be, be people who are fully present in that way. Um, I ran across a book um, earlier this week, actually, and downloaded it onto Kindle, and it's called The City is My Monastery. And it's written by a gentleman who spent quite a few years in a lot of solitude and silence, uh, was, um, was in a monastery for several years, and they had basically a rhythm that included work and prayer. And that was their rhythm all throughout the day, work and prayer. And then he felt like God was calling him to the city, uh, to London in particular. And in that context of millions of people and all the people that were flowing through, he realized that God was calling him to experience the same stillness and the hustle and bustle of a city that he encountered when he was alone in a monastery. And so he wrote this book, The City is My Monastery, and it goes into quite a bit of detail about how he kind of set up a rhythm for his life. And he quoted um, another um, brother, let's see his name, uh, Brother Roger of Taze. And uh, let me read what, uh, what he quoted in his book. We plan the holiday in advance, but the holy day is today. The monks knew the ancient wisdom of giving each part of the day to God so that they tasted the height, the breadth, and depth of God's presence, 
the coming of the light, the hopes and the struggles of the day, the intensity of noon, the shadows of evening, bringing the toil to an end, food and refreshment, the silence and darkness of the night. But we no longer notice the movements of the sun. We do not see the sky, just the screen. And he's talking about his phone. <laughs> we have used the remote and become remote. We have no time for God, have become time's prisoners. We have pulled the curtains on the sun and moon and have closed the windows so that we no longer smell the rain or breathe the air of the changing seasons. We have been given this treasure beyond price, and yet we scarcely notice it. Our monastery is here and now. Where you are today, the person you are speaking with, the room you are sitting in, the street where you are walking, the action you are doing now, this is your monastery. This is your prayer. Eternity is now. The city is our monastery. That's what we want to grow towards. Encountering God right here, wherever your city is, wherever your workplace is, your home is, for that to become a monastery fully present to God, fully present to people, and how God is working in those settings around you. When we practice communion on a weekly basis, we are becoming present to the sacrifice of Christ. We are pausing to remember. This is something that Jesus invited us to do. Um, if you have those, uh, those elements with you, whether uh, bread and cup on Zoom or what we have made available uh, to you here. Um, these simple elements help us, kind of guide us into God's presence. It's not just something that we're mentally thinking about, but we're actually in a very practical way, we are going to remember and to be present. Today, June 6th, um, would have been my mom's 78th birthday. Um, God took her home in 2006. Um, my mom and I, I could not begin to tell you how many grilled cheese sandwiches she and I shared at our kitchen table. Uh, I would come home late at night from a basketball game or a date or something like that. I'd tap on their bedroom door and say, Mom, are you awake? And she would always say, yes, or I am now. <laughs> And she'd get up, and we'd fix grilled cheese sandwiches. And by we, I mean she would fix a grilled <laughs> cheese sandwich. And we would sit there and talk. And if it was already late, we'd talk even later. Um, when I moved out, um, lived a few states away, I would pick up the phone. I'd call my mom and say, I, I could really use a grilled cheese. And that was code for, can we talk? This afternoon for lunch, I'll fix a grilled cheese sandwich. And it's my way of kind of being present to all that my mom and I got to share. This is our way to be present to all that God offered us in his son. This is our way to just be still and to honor and to recognize. I'm pretty sure I could have a grilled cheese every Sunday and I could appreciate my mom in a new and fresh way. And I hope that even though this is a weekly practice, that it's still something that you can find a way that, yes, this is good. 
I'm glad that I can re-enter into God's presence. I can think of yet another reason why I am grateful for his sacrifice and for his love. So just right there where you are, just kind of create an imaginary circle around yourself and just be fully present to God as we prepare our hearts for communion. And one of the ways that we prepare ourselves, and Paul instructs us on this, is um, is to prepare our hearts as we engage with a, a holy, pure God. Maybe there's something in the last week or so that um, you need to just get off your chest and share with God in these quiet moments. I want to give you some space to do it, and then I'll pray kind of a communal prayer of confession for us, and then we'll partake. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Taking the bread. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is offered for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. He said, this cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes.